0: Welcome to the Akeen Mind Podcast. My name is Jude Johnson and I'm a licensed therapist and mindfulness meditation teacher. This is episode number 11. You know, most people struggle with stress and negative thoughts when the demands of life become too much. And that's why I teach mindfulness and meditation because it really helps people find more joy and peace in life. Not only do I teach mindfulness and meditation, I practice it for myself. And if you listened to the last episode, you know that I was on my way to a seven-day silent meditation retreat. And this episode is to kind of unpack some of the insights that I was able to gain in meditating for this long in silence. And as I mentioned, while I have a regular meditation practice and I've been on silent retreats before... It really took me a couple of days to settle into the schedule of meditating for basically 15 to 16 hours every day. And you didn't need a watch or a cell phone because, of course, I didn't have access to the Internet. I was away from my children and my family for seven days and not able to even contact them. And that was difficult for me, and it was difficult for my family as well. But it was important for me to be able to take this time, because let's be honest, how often are we ever afforded the ability to really slow down and just take some time for ourselves? Often we're going, we're rushing around, we're getting all kinds of things ready, and A meditation retreat like this is an invitation to start to do something completely opposite of what we typically do. And if you think about it, meditation is really the opposite of what we typically do. There's not a lot of time for just stopping and being. But anyway, we'd wake up and at 6.45 would be the first sitting meditation and that would last for about 45 minutes after that we would eat breakfast in silence and following that there was a working meditation now of course there were people there to give us instructions on what to do with the working meditation there's a meditation teacher there to provide some instructions, some talks and some supports but all the participants and I think there were roughly 25 people there were asked to maintain silence throughout the full seven days Now, we did meet with the teacher at least once to discuss any challenges or issues that were coming up with us with our meditation practice. And for me, one of the things that came up right away is that sitting for long periods of time can be painful. And I have some neck and back pain at times, and meditation has really helped me monitor the intensity of that pain, not just to monitor it, but to really modulate it and be able to reduce it through the practice of meditation. However, since I'm a therapist and I kind of sit for a living as it is talking to people, it made it even more challenging because there's sit after sit after sit. course, there's walking meditations in between, but that's much of the day is sitting meditation for 45 minutes at a time, walking for 15 to 20 minutes, coming back to do another 45 minute sit. And I was really beginning to feel the pain. And, you know, what she acknowledged is that, you know, you just need to name, acknowledge the pain itself and say, oh, this is unpleasant and make room and space for it to be there. But I must say that That was challenging for me it's like when I know that something is painful and it's there then I can work with it and I can work at my edge till I feel uncomfortable but it may also be wise to take a break and so I chose to do other meditative practices at times even when there was a sitting meditation I'm sure some people would not think fondly of that but what I decided is that I needed to do what was right for me. And I needed to take care of myself. You know, my mind was a little bit more busy in the beginning with all the sitting. And so I went on some mindful hikes, and I went up into the top of the mountain and saw such beauty along the way. I was hiking and almost to the top when I see this huge bird, and I'm like, "Holy cow, that's like the biggest bird I've ever seen. What kind of bird is that?" And it's after lunch, it's probably like 1 o'clock, and I, I kind of follow and, and see where it's at and try to keep my eyes on the bird. And then it swoops down and flies again to a branch that's actually closer to me, and I kind of run up to try to get a better view of this bird. And then it flies again, and I can tell, okay, this is an owl. And it, and it launches, not launches, but then perches up on this branch that's even closer to me and turns its face right to me and it has this big white face and it was a brown owl with a white face that I saw during the daytime which I thought was amazing because they're nocturnal and it was just so cool and even though I didn't have anybody to really say hey look at that this is unbelievable you know it was so neat to be there in that moment and Really, that was a meditation all on its own. There's so many misconceptions about what mindfulness and meditation is that it has to be a particular way. But I want to read you something that is written by John Kabat-Zinn. From the point of view of awareness, any state of mind is a meditative state. All mind states and body states are occasions to know ourselves better if we can stop, look, and listen. The astonishing thing, so counterintuitive, is that nothing else needs to happen. We can give up trying to make something special occur. And letting go of wanting something special to occur, maybe we can realize that something very special is already occurring and is always occurring, Namely, life emerging in each moment as awareness itself. And that's what we're really intending to do with mindfulness and meditation is to be aware of life itself. To be aware of our own life and to take appreciation and gratitude in our own lives. So as I settled into the silence and settled into the sitting meditations and was able to do more of them and less pain, a lot of the storyline fell away. Thoughts are there occasionally still, of course and I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and say that this would be your experience if you went on a meditation retreat, that your thoughts would drop away, but it was my experience that I would have long periods of time where there wasn't that familiar commentary of trying to figure everything out, fix and solve and plan and reflect on the past to look at errors and how I could change those things around. The mind became more still. And in that process, really, my body became more still. And if you've never meditated, the smart thing to do is to not go looking for the experience that I'm talking about. But I think it's helpful for people to really know what is possible with meditation. You know, all of the people that... Are pretty much experts in this field one being John Kabat-Zinn would say you know it's nothing in particular we're not trying to make anything special happen and I would agree with that and the more we can kind of be in that mind state the more likely it is that something will happen that's quite amazing for us some insight some awareness some sense of peace of mind and that's exactly what I experienced during some of these meditations was just a falling away of the thinking mind and being more in touch with how my body was feeling. And I was still aware of everything that's going on around me. And then of course thoughts do emerge and they popped up and what I would say is, oh look, there's a thought. There's future mind, there's past mind. Just acknowledging what's happening in that moment or unpleasant referring to a physical sensation probably in my neck or my shoulders, or unpleasant feeling, unpleasant thought, whatever it may be. And that simple acknowledgement allowed for another letting go. And then there would be a period of stillness where I was really just present with breathing, just feeling the breath flow in and out. And at times, I mean, this was focused around self-compassion and loving kindness. So we were given instructions on that, particular phrases that we could say towards ourselves or others that had this intention to show kindness and compassion. And that was helpful. But again, some of the phrases that were given didn't really connect with me that much. And I decided, hey, why not come up with phrases that really speak to me? So with the meditations that I even provide on this podcast, if there are instructions that seem to work better for you and how you conceptualize these things and kind of how you coach yourself and talk to yourself, use that. Say and think what feels right for you. This is about finding your own way with this and that you know the guided meditations and these instructions are more like an arrow than they are a bullet pointed detailed instructions on exactly what to do but a lot of us don't really trust our own experiences and that's one of the benefits of meditation is that we get to trust our experiences a little bit more and to really get in touch with breathing because Breathing is so vital, right? We can only go so long without taking a breath. And it's so predictable. right? We know that the breath just continually flows in and out. There's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end to every in-breath and every out-breath. And it begins, the moment we're born, we start breathing. And we know that if we're anxious or we're panicked, then the breathing speeds up and we begin to like hyperventilate a little bit. But when we're calm and when we're relaxed, the breath is nice and steady. There's a nice even flow and it doesn't require any kind of conscious control from you. Your only job when you're doing an awareness of breath meditation is to simply feel and observe the breath, to notice your felt experience in that moment. And the more you come back to being present, the more you practice mindfulness and meditation, not just as a thing you do when you're feeling uncomfortable or things are difficult, but actually a practice then it starts to kind of become woven in to your brain and your body and becomes a habit just as i noticed with the more and more meditations i started to settle into deeper states of calm relaxation insight and even though i've already committed to this practice and deeply believe in it it kind of restored even a greater sense of appreciation and faith that I have in the ability of these practices to transform anxiety, irritability, and stress into a sense of joy and peace. Beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to give yourself the gift of stepping back and appreciating the gift of life. It's so amazing. So I'm not encouraging anybody listening here to run out and do a seven-day silent meditation retreat. I think for beginners that's a bit too steep. Um, I would recommend first maybe taking a course like Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, that eight-week course developed by Jon Kabat-Zinn, or taking any other meditation course that you may find to be in a tradition that's helpful to you. And then to begin to practice that and to keep a practice for a while. And then maybe go on a three-day, a four-day, a five-day. That was my first one was five days. And I was able to settle in. And you know, if there's other issues that you have going on, uh, you may need to go see a counselor and talk to somebody about those to sort things through before you dive into such an um, inner exploration of this body and mind i mean which is very very complex and we don't really seem to understand all that well still Um, but these are very reliable tools that have been around for thousands of years that really help develop insight and also promote relaxation and if we can have more insight more relaxation then that's going to equate to us Having better relationships, being able to connect better to other people, being able to pursue the things that are most important to us in our lives rather than being swept away by all of the stress. And the silence, yes, at times was difficult. I want to talk. I have things I have to say. I'm a talker. I mean, I have a podcast. I like to talk about things that are important and matter to me. And I'm sure many of you do. Many people might be thinking, my gosh, I could, I could never be quiet for that long. But eventually, you kind of become comfortable with yourself and even much more mindful of how much does it matter that I say this or that I say that. And eating dinner with so many people and meditating with them without talking to them did feel a little odd at first. But then everybody kind of settled in, became relaxed in this environment where there was no expectations of any of us to say or really do anything other than meditate. And that in and of itself was a sense of freedom that we're just not used to in our everyday lives. So it may really be worth the while to investigate some of these practices more deeply to see What happens when I do commit to a practice? Is there something that begins to shift in me or begins to change in me? But you're not gonna notice by practicing one meditation or even probably practicing for two or three weeks, maybe three weeks, 21 days can create a new habit. But if you commit to a practice for a while, then you can begin to look back and see, what is different now? What do I see? now that I didn't see before? What am I experiencing now that I didn't experience before in my life? Test it out and see. Notice what happens. So again, I so appreciate all of the listeners. Um, the average number of listeners is going up every single week, which makes me excited. And i um, I hope if you are enjoying this that you would subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review letting me know um, that this is helpful to you um, because that will make it more accessible to other people and I I would deeply appreciate that. And if you have any questions over things that I've covered, you can always reach out to me at jude, J-U-D-E, at akeenmind.com and ask me a question and I will get back to you as soon as I'm able. So let's shift gears and do a guided meditation. I'd like to first invite you to just take a position that is comfortable to you. You may even want to lie down on the bed, on the floor. Maybe you wish to stand or sit. But whatever position you're in, see if you can take a position of being awake And alert. And just begin to notice your body and where it's connected to the surface beneath you. Notice the gravity that's acting on your body. See if you can allow it to be fully supported by the surface beneath you. Seeing if you can allow the body to be just as it is. And allowing your awareness to scan through the body from the top of the head slowly down, all the way down to the bottoms of the feet. And just being curious about what stands out, what you notice. See if you can allow the body to be at ease, to be at rest, to let go of any unnecessary tightness or tension you may be holding, but you're not forcing anything away. You're just letting the body be. And then gently expanding awareness to include the body as a whole, breathing as you breathe in you may sense and feel the body expand on the in-breath and contract on the out-breath just watching this body breathe as you're present seeing if you can give yourself the gift of doing nothing, trying to accomplish nothing, allowing yourself to be just as you are, as you witness the body receive the breath, and witness the body let the breath go, again and again. What happens when the mind doesn't want to be with the breath? When the awareness trails off to a thought, an image, sensation, a judgment of some kind? Simply acknowledge where the mind goes and invite yourself to come back into this present moment by observing the breath. That's right, just noticing this light touch of the breath. Noticing the breath wherever you can detect it most distinctly. The nostrils, the back of the throat, the chest, the belly. See if you can think of the breath as something that's soothing, something that's providing you life in this moment, perhaps having gratitude for the breath. Just observing the breath flow in and flow out, moment to moment. You're invited now to gently move your awareness and your attention down to the bottoms of the feet. Notice what you can. Be curious about what you can sense and feel here at the bottoms of the feet. Perhaps a sense of coolness, warmth, tingling, perhaps pressure if your feet are on the floor, Noticing, sock, whatever your feet may be touching. See if you can just allow the feet to be. And to breath by breath invite awareness and attention into the space of the big toes. Noticing. What are you able to detect here? Here. One by one, allow awareness to work its way down to each proceeding toe, all the way down to the pinky toes, sensing, feeling what you can, allowing them to be. Inviting awareness now to gently move up to the tops of the feet, noticing what you can hear, remaining curious and receptive to what you notice as you allow the tops of the feet to be as they are. Now gently inviting awareness to move away from the tops of the feet and into the ankle joints. Noticing what you're able here, letting them be. Expanding awareness from the ankle joints and coming down into the Achilles on both feet. All the way down into where the Achilles meets the heels. Letting them be. And then expanding attention to include both feet as a whole. All the way up into the ankle joints. Letting them be. Seeing if you can sense and feel the feet from the inside out. Letting be. As we invite awareness and attention upwards, right into the ankle joints again. Noticing. And from the ankle joints, we invite awareness up as we become aware of the calf muscles, the shins. Noticing what we can all the way up into the knee joints. Are you able to detect the distance from the knee joints to the ankle joints? Are you able to sense and feel the alive space between the knee joints and the ankle joints? Just noticing. Letting be. Let's take a moment now to move attention away from the legs. And just notice the breath again. Returning awareness to the breath. Observing, remembering to be present, breathing. See if you can allow your awareness to take on an attitude that is friendly, an attitude that's kind, patient. Returning to the breath. And then gently, kindly returning awareness to the knee joints. Sensing, feeling what you can. And inviting awareness to come up into the upper legs, the quadricep muscles, the hamstrings. Being aware of muscle, bone. All the way up into the hip joints. Letting be. Noticing the hips, buttocks, pelvic region of the body. Letting be. Breath by breath, drawing awareness up into the belly. Perhaps see if you can allow the belly to be soft and undefended, just like a toddler with nothing to prove. And notice the breath enter the belly as it expands. And then watch the belly drop as you breathe out. Being curious about what you can sense and feel in the body as you make room and space to sense and feel what you do. Knowing that there's nothing in particular that you're supposed to be experiencing. Just noticing the moment as it is. This is a moment of mindfulness. Awareness. As we invite awareness to work its way up, as we begin to notice the ribcage, and to bring awareness to all the vital organs behind the ribcage, taking care of all of these processes to sustain our life moment to moment. Perhaps having gratitude, awareness of this alive space as you're present. As we invite awareness and attention to move gently upward into the space of the chest, being aware of the sternum, Bringing awareness to the muscle of the heart, protected by the sternum, beating again and again to sustain life. Approximately 100,000 times every single day, the heart beats. Are you able to sense and feel the alive space of the heart? Just notice there's a sense of non-feeling, there's no need to judge or criticize your experience. Simply be aware that it's like this. Letting the heart be. As we invite awareness up, we become aware of the oval of the face, the skin of the face. Seeing if we can allow it to be soft and at ease. Expressionless. Allowing the jaw to unhinge. To notice the tongue as it rests in the mouth. See if it will be relaxed all the way to its base. but Without forcing. Noticing gums, teeth inside of the mouth. Letting be. Letting be. You're invited now to gently, kindly bring awareness down into the space of the hands. See if you can sense and feel the hands from the inside out. Be curious. What are you able to sense here? Warmth, coolness, tingling, touch. Just notice. Allow the hands to be open, receptive. And notice what you can. Perhaps having gratitude for all the things your hands are able to do for you day to day, moment to moment. Letting the hands be. You're invited now to be aware of the body as a whole from the top of the head all the way down to the bottoms of the feet. Sensing feeling what you can and allowing this body to be. We're invited now to gently move attention now to the mind's eye. And see if in the mind's eye you can just imagine a clear blue open sky. Vast, edgeless And in the sky, see if you can paint the image of a smile, or perhaps see a familiar smile across the sky. Thinking for a moment about the qualities of a smile, about the joy, happiness that one feels when they're smiling. And see if you can allow the qualities of this smile and the spaciousness of the sky to really to begin to merge with the space of the mind. So that you're smiling into the mind, noticing it as it is, and letting it be, smiling. continuing to be aware of the qualities of a smile and the spaciousness of the sky. Allow these qualities now to merge with the space of the heart so that you're smiling into the heart, letting it be. remembering that everything is a suggestion you're invited now if you will to turn up the corners of the lips into just a gentle smile noticing how the face feels when you smile now see if you can take it a step further See if you can take it a step further and begin to smile through the eyes so that you can notice the crinkle on the edges of the eyes. As you notice, holding the smile as long as you wish and then gently returning to the breath. Watching it flow in and out. We'll take a few more breaths from this space right here. Now you're invited to gently, kindly bring your awareness back to the space around you. perhaps opening the eyes, beginning to move the body. As you're invited to proceed throughout your day and allow these practices of mindfulness and meditation to inform how present you are throughout the day. And to consider taking the challenge of beginning to meditate. You can use these recordings and play them over and over to practice the meditations. Or you can meditate on your own. Whatever you may do, see if you can pick a time and stick to it. Mornings are often best for people. Carving out just a little time in the morning for stillness can really help inform the rest of your day. I found on the retreat that It appeared to be some of my most attentive meditations where I was the least distracted was beginning of the day. By the end of the day, many times my mind would be a little bit more like herding cats at times. Not to say I didn't have good meditations in the evening. But just to be aware of, you have to find out again what works for you. So I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Again, let me know if you are subscribed to the podcast, leave me a rating, reach out, ask me a question at jude at a keen And thanks again so much for listening. Until next time, take care.